Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start, Start saving, saving today. today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Ahoy there, mateys. Jackie, not a pirate, Zabrowski here, letting you in on a little secret. Page 7 and Wizard and the Bruiser of the last podcast network are in Los Angeles this week, Wednesday, December 11th, to perform a live podcast show for you at the Regent Theater. It's this week, December 11th. Come on out and join us, me matey. What is it? Heroes doth fall. Yeah, you know, I gotta, can I open up with a bit of a confession? Let's have a confession. Is this a confession episode? I'm into confessions. Well, it's, I feel, I'm feeling a little self-conscious because the amount of people who, who, you know, contacted me and were like, you willed this episode into being because you won't stop talking about all their trauma. Because they do need a therapist. They do need a therapist. They do have a, just an extraordinary amount of trauma, which when laid all out in uh, just artless expository dialogue, it really stacks up. However, it turns out watching these characters go to therapy, not good television. Not good. It should have happened off screen. <laughs> I think that it was weird because I felt like I was watching the, my favorite characters doing making fun of us in an episode of Riverdale Roundup. You know what I mean? Uh, Where it was just like, because up yeah, top Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do know what you mean. When Alice Cooper finds Betty Cooper's birth control and flips out about it as if she didn't get into Yale because she has birth control, I immediately was like, that's your problem and that is essentially what the episode was where it kicked off essentially this this entire episode they finally brought a therapist to riverdale miss ms burble sometimes mrs burble because i was looking out for that of whether or not she was dun 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 i think married to principal honey i think that mrs burble is evil but we'll get into that later I so we Mrs. Burble comes and she is now a licensed say 
psychologist? I think she said psychologist. Yeah, the thing, exactly what you just said is like the problem with this episode, because at first, because listen, I love the gimmick episodes. We we fucking love that Red Paladin shit, the one where they uh, broke him out of prison and they were narrating it as they were playing the game. Like, I love it when they do weird shit. We love the Breakfast Club episode, like a weird format. Yes, please. And so I was super psyched at first. I was like, yeah, let's do a weird format. And, and, and I didn't quite realize that I didn't like the episode until talking to you about it and hearing that you didn't like the episode because I was like, do I'm I sorry. like this? No, I, I, my, I think my jury had been kind of out, but I think that the problem with this episode was that it was too self-conscious. Like, it was like Riverdale being yes. like, wow, look at all this crazy stuff we've done to these characters. It's like, we know it's crazy. That's why we love the show. You don't have to talk about crazy. Yeah, yeah. We don't want you That's to point it out. We want you to commit to it. And this episode didn't feel like it was committing to the dumbass world of Riverdale. It felt like it was like tongue in cheek, like pointing out the dumbass world to us. And we don't want it pointed out, even though I, well, we know it's you know, crazy. It, it's true that the tra- characters are traumatized, but I feel like it's funnier for them to not acknowledge it, you know? Yes, for sure. And, and for them to lay it all out on the table, because let's be real. Most of these children, although apparently Archie's 18, uh, most of these children would be either put into foster care, taken out of their home, and or put into a juvenile detention center for the things (laughs) that they have witnessed, been a part of, you know, like hidden, the things that they would reveal to a therapist. And I love it even when Miss Burble brings that up when she's like, you know, if you're about to say that you hurt people or or implicate yourself i'm gonna have to report you yeah that was like a a little bit but like yeah i mean so that's fine right she's a mandated reporter so she definitely would have had to make a phone call after like every fucking session because obviously these kids are every single one being neglected by their parents uh at least i think a, a bare minimum um you know her whole thing about the 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 dance you're in with your father it was with veronica it was weird it was real weird and so perhaps weird. this wasn't just a, a kind of expository like self-conscious romp of, of riverdale but maybe it is laying the groundwork for miss burble to somehow be evil and use this all against them that would be fun i think that that would be fun i also wonder if this is the actual beginning of jughead's book within the narrative that we are still claiming oh. is going to happen and it has to be that and it must be since especially with the case files and uh-huh. everything that it could be a part of all of oh this. that's what it is you know what I mean? fuck me that's totally what it is right yeah to bring to light what all of these characters faults are or it's part of like the expository of something of like them being brought in. Uh, you know, it's it's the breakdown of each character of the beginning of a detective novel, so you know who you're for dealing sure. With. Because I, the whole time I was like, you know, I feel like therapy scenes can be funny, you know, or can be like, or it could happen just as a character development thing off stage. Like I used to be in a show where we developed the characters, and we had the characters go to therapy, and it was like super fun and funny, and like. You it's know, great. but like, right. The whole time I was like, why is this happening? It's so self-conscious. Like, and it's not a gimmick. It's not like a riveting gimmick the way that like the Breakfast Club gimmick is. This is like a gimmick and I love a gimmick, but it wasn't riveting. It was just like rehashing all these things we already knew. Each character being like, 
well, this happened with my dad and this happened with my mom. Like, and so, but it would make a great first chapter of a fucking book. Right? And I do, I will say there are definitely parts of this episode that I loved. I loved when Betty was like, I sleep in the same bed with Jughead. You think we're not having sex? It's like, yeah, she's murdered people. You know, it's like, she, <laughs> it's like I, suicidal genes or what is it? Murder genes aside. Um, yeah, of course they're having sex. They do sleep in the same bed under your roof. Yeah, I mean, that one, that session was kind of fun only because, uh, like, right, like Betty just escaped like having her brain lobotomized uh because of her mother also mrs cooper alice you were just gone you were in a cult you left your kid and now you're going back into the role of being like overbearing mother elizabeth elizabeth you can't do these things where i think it's kind of fun that she immediately is like dial back dial back (laughs) dial back they also i'm just a regular mom now they they highlighted a discrepancy which i don't know if we had caught or talked about before but uh because right at the end of season three because season three was such a wild ass ride uh at the end of season three alice is all oh i was actually undercover the whole time and then in this episode betty is like how about that time you gave away my college savings because that doesn't make any sense i forgot about that then she's like oh yeah that was like just a thing i was under his spell so you got to square that circle, Riverdale. Was she undercover or was she under his spell? <laughs> or was she also undercover and under his spell? Like, Riverdale tried to have it both ways. Uh, Yeah. And, and well, although I will say in this segment of the episode was weirdly, I got tingles when Alice Cooper said that Betty was her favorite. She's like, I lo- when she said, I love you the most. And... I don't know. Wait, are you your mom's favorite? <laughs> uh, my parents are like aggressively not fa- don't have a favorite. Oh, see, my my mother also aggressively doesn't have a favorite, but she does the like, but you're my favorite. <laughs> and you know what? It always makes me feel good because I'm pretty sure she's not lying to me. And I feel I think I felt it in that moment because I'll never say her name right. Mag Magkinamic Mag Mag Magic She's hot as fuck. Alice Cooper. Especially put her in a fucking turtleneck. Give me, give me a fucking <laughs> break. I want to lick her from here until Tuesday. Um, yeah, when she she's just a very, she's also a very perfect camp actress. So her delivering that, but it's also veiled in something else of like, well, all right, if this is part of the detective novel, what is she gonna do for Betty because she loves her the most? It is the infinite you know Riverdale I mean? question. Is this happening for a reason or is it happening for no reason at all? Wine says there <laughs> must be a reason and a wine never lies. We're do- we Just so you guys know, we usually record Riverdale Roundup late, but today we're re- recording it later on in the day. So, of course, wine yeah. time. So I hope you're drinking some wine while listening I'm to this I'm drinking a, a White Claw Hum Jug. That's, see, page seven, last week, page seven for that reference. White Claw Hum Jug. That, I don't, honestly, I don't even remember how we got to White Claw Hum Jug. All I know is that it's still, I, every time I pick up a White Claw now, I White Claw <laughs> I Hum laughed jug. about that White Claw Hum drug for days that is my exact type of humor unlike (laughs) the type of humor that did not exist in this episode i feel like 
yeah, I, I I am satisfied to have you put forward a theory because I feel like this whole season was building so much momentum, and then it like not like there was no story in this episode, right? Like there was no story was advanced. Ex- nothing was furthered in the plot in this episode. Nothing with with except for kind of Veronica and Hiram when she was like, "Daddy." I'll go to Yale instead of Harvard. I won't. I hate it. I hate everything. And I will say, I guess I did look up the test that Cheryl took to find out whether or not her DNA had other DNA in it. I don't know if that is how oh, science no, that, works. But the, <laughs> that, plot, that was a good Riverdale. Like that when they were like, Oh, take this test to see if you absorbed another fetus. It's possible that that test exists, but I was like, that's some Riverdale-ass shit. I looked up the test. The test does exist. I don't know if that is the reason for the test. So if you guys haven't seen the episode yet, Cheryl is sitting with the the new therapist in town. And of course, what I love, this therapist is brilliant. Give her some sort of Nobel Peace Prize because she can go in and immediately say exactly what she needs to say to break down these children to their core. So Cheryl opens up about everything. She tries to be cold as ice because what they're saying, so every single plot line had a reason of why they had to go to the therapist. So she's losing her mind. Evil, most likely evil principal Honey tells Cheryl that the Vixens are going to be taken away from her and she cannot be the head of the cheer squad, which, surprise, she's still the head of the cheer squad. Uh, even though she's, you know, talking to corpses, dealing with a... what She's having a phantomagas... What was what she say? A, like, she's having problems with phantasmagory. But meanwhile, she hasn't even been going to school. How she's been maintaining the Vixens. Yeah, right. She's maintaining it. And she, uh, and she cares enough that I think she cried about losing the Vixens more than she's cried at... Anything that has happened to her in all four seasons. Because she's going to lose her head, bitch, and charge her. (laughs) Molly. Yes. So she, uh, so they say they're going to take away the Vixens unless she can pass some sort of psycho, psycho evaluation. And, and the, the psychologist is like, you're not crazy. You're being gaslit, which that's kind of fun. That is fun. I feel like we have maybe said that on this show before because I think that we talked about what if it is because we don't know where Penelope Blossom, Cheryl Cheryl Blossom's mother is. That what if it is Cheryl Blossom or what if it is Penelope Blossom fucking with Cheryl Blossom so that they can give her a reason to put her away Yeah, because there is only one person who could be gaslighting her at Thistle House because uh, she knows, like, there's only one other person who knows her way around Thistle House and could be doing it and could be there uh, and could be hiding, which is Penelope Blossom. And also, of course, Julian, if he existed, is alive. He was not absorbed by Cheryl. They would not drop that awesome bomb that there was triplets and have him be absorbed by Cheryl. And as I have been fixated on, there was that line when uh, Granny Blossom was like, um, oh, it's the triplets crying in the nursery. And she would not have said that if Julian had not been born. You are very, I, I cannot agree with you more, Molly. I think that definitely the triplet is out there. So that's what the, the psychotherapist does is they run some sort of test to see if her DNA contains someone else's DNA, and I guess that's how you... I honestly, I'm going to go ahead and, and throw this out there. I looked up... It's the chim- ch- chimerism test. I looked it up. 
I am not smart enough to understand what even the explanation <laughs> of what a chimerism test is. So um, maybe it could if do it's, that. It has something to do with stem if cells. If it's real, I'll eat my hat. When they said that, I was like, that sounds so made up. It's the first Riverdale-y thing to happen in this episode. But... It sounds just real enough, which is why I like about it, because the test that you take now uh, when you're pregnant and you're like, make it to like, I think it's only like 10 or 11 weeks, like very early, they can do a test where they take your blood and the way that they tell what the gender, the assigned sex, chromosomal sex of your baby is, is that they test for Y chromosomes in your blood because if you are a pregnant person you most likely do not have any y chromosomes right you have xx because you are uh that's that's you need those that set up to be a pregnant person uh you don't have y's but if they take your blood and you have y's in it that means you have a boy and if they take because your the baby's blood mixes with your blood and Ew. Yeah, and if you have, if they take your blood and you have only X's, that means you have somebody who is an XX. So when they described this fetus, did you eat another fetus test? I was like, well, that sounds a little bit like the real existing test for if you're pregnant. For sure. Or, or for what, if what your gen- so gender may- baby is. I just don't know if she would have a whole other set of DNA. But again, I am not a smart person and I will give that out there but apparently according to said test in Riverdale she does not have the second test the second strain of DNA which means she never absorbed her triplet which gives Cheryl the clear clearance of guilt so that she doesn't have to be guilty about killing quote unquote her third the third blossom sibling and so now thinks that the house is not haunted by it, but I think that all that means, if that these tests was quote unquote real, I guess quote unquote <laughs> means that there. I don't know. Wine, wine. I if the test is real, it also probably just means that the the sibling was born, and it is sibling somewhere. definitely born, definitely is somewhere, because also though when Cheryl. What if it's Tony that's gaslighting her? What if it's that's Tony what that's I honestly? What if Tony ends that's up? That's what I like spent the whole episode thinking. Crazy. Yeah, like because I was like, who could it be other than Tony? And it wasn't until you said Penelope that I was like, oh, of course, because I was guessing Tony. But that what if what if it's Tony that is fucking with her and wants to like like get her way in and get Cheryl to leave her everything from Thistle House and the entire Blossom. That would be such a right turn. And is trying to get rid of her. There would be, that would have that they have not foreshadowed right? that at all. But it's sure possible. You never know with Riverdale unless Nana Rose is actually completely lucid and is also it the could, one that doing could be it. too. Yeah, I mean, like I was a little bit perplexed by Cheryl's whole session with uh, Dr. Burble, Mrs. Burble, because like she was like, oh, you're carrying around this guilt of absorbing your twin. And I was like, I don't think Cheryl's guilty about that at all. She feels like no, she doesn't even really hasn't even really demonstrated any guilt or like shame for talking to her dead brother's corpse. Like she hasn't. She's been defending no. that. So the fact that she was in in here being like, oh, I'm so guilty about absorbing my twin brother and like there's something wrong with me for talking to Jason's corpse. Like she has certifiably not thought that she was doing anything wrong. And so this is another example of Riverdale writers, I think, trying to like in one episode, it's one way Cheryl totally believes 
like this. Remember, this all started as her being under the hypnosis, hypnosis force of, uh, you know, that guy from One Tree Hill. Yeah. And uh, and so she truly believed she was talking to Jason. And now that has evolved to her like knowing that he's a corpse and just doing it because she needs the comfort. And I'm not totally sold by that evolution. And also the fact that the therapist is not bothered by the fact that she dug up her brother. Yeah, she was like and has it she was in like, the house. I don't think this is so different from the way that other people grieve. Which is actually why it would make sense that this is part of the detective novel even more because what if what if Principal Honey is a part of the because Principal Honey has not been around for a while. And he was established and then he was gone. So what if he's a part of the novel idea and that Mrs. Burble was brought in as a way to get things to hold against the four of them or to, to against all of them for the further trial? So it may be because remember, even even when I forgot who it was, was it Mrs. Cooper that was like or excuse me, Mrs. Smith, <laughs> Ms. Smith? That when Alice was in there and was like, oh, where is your doctorate? And she doesn't have the doctorate up. So she could uh-huh, very uh-huh. easily. We know how easy it is for people to get on the campus uh-huh. of Riverdale, uh-huh. no matter who they are. What if she is not a doctor and is just trying to get information? I hope so, man. Because, you know, it's not that just because they need therapy doesn't mean they should get therapy it means that their problems should be made worse and so this would definitely be planting a seed this 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 would be planting a seed for in a further story whereas this was just like what are we doing here like so so i like i like the fact that this could be a building block towards something else because as it was it wasn't particularly good therapy it didn't change anyone's course of action Except for Veronica. And kind of Jughead. And kind of Archie. Archie was like, Mom, I'm going to move out and move into the community center. Oh. I, let's just get Archie out of the way. Let's fucking talk about Archie. So he goes into the therapist's office because he fell asleep in class. Because as we all know, it's the falling asleep in class that's the problem. It's not the problem that... um. He is avenging things that are not his fucking problem by night while wearing a mask. And so he goes because he's so he's tired because, you know, he doesn't sleep. Even though also, by the way, all of this is happening while they're all getting their college acceptance uh. letters, which just go fuck yourself, Riverdale. Stop. Don't even pretend. <laughs> why are we pretending at this Yeah. Point? Why are you making the real teens who watch this show think that they should have this much going on in their life, ap- applying to college and also fighting crime by night. No one could do both. I was about to have a mental breakdown just because I was in a difficult high school program as well as applying to colleges and doing a high school play. You know, like that was almost too much for me. So maybe I'm weak. <laughs> maybe that's what I figured out. Maybe I'm weak. <laughs> Also, you know what? No fucking in this episode. No kissing in this episode. I'm back to the point that I I got slightly horny when this is embarrassing. <laughs> I got slightly horny when Jughead held FP for a really long time. Yeah, yeah. There was no interaction with each other. The four kids didn't really interact with each other. But I guess what did 
change or the interaction that did happen based on the seg- the sessions with Mrs. Burble were uh, interactions with their parents. Every kid interacted with their parents, except for Cheryl. Also, I, I don't want to forget about this later on. I did also notice a change in Jughead because he's starting to wear more bracelets and rings. Yeah. And I'm actually really into it. Of course you are. If you <laughs> I thought about you, Bali. I was like, I bet Molly's fucking all aboard this man. Yeah, bracelets. Except that I still can't look at him and not see the kid from Big Daddy. So I can't I don't feel anything for Jughead. But in general, if you like Jughead, of course you gotta like him with more bracelets. Like that's the type. I love it. I love the more bracelets. So let's keep talking about fucking Archie. <laughs> because, so he confesses. Oh, I guess I have a hero complex. Yeah, he fucking does. He confesses to the therapist that he is trying to, quote, clean up the town. And so what Burble tells him to do is to. Oh, ah, she tells him to set up a hotline, a tips hotline. For people to complain? I, at first I thought it was like, is this like a suicide hotline? Yeah, that was terrible advice. That was... She, you know, you, you've you got to be right. This has to have been... This has to be a building block for her entrapping all of them. Because that was the worst advice I've ever fucking heard. And there is no point to it other than to make Archie Archie's problems much worse. Which is, like, that's what we want. So that must be... Uh, uh, that must be what's happening. So now he's set up a Riverdale hotline that is an answering ma- machine that people can call to report problems in their neighborhood, which again just gives actual evidence of where Archie is going to be because, of course, he's immediately going to go and try and help. Yeah, everyone. and leave these recorded so this messages. Is entrapment. Yeah, yeah. You're totally right. This has to be a setup because that was, she gave, she was like, yeah, why don't you start a hotline to you know, help you do vigilante crimes. And I will also, which we did have, which we haven't talked about. We need to talk about because I think, again, this makes sense of why this is a part of the book because it's another one of these things where the, he uses a weird antiquated answer message messaging machine thing. Right. And this is, goes uh, back it doesn't go back. It doesn't make any sense. The The technology in Riverdale <laughs> drives me crazy. Yeah, there's because VHS the, tapes the going around. Because the you got VHS tapes going around, which we haven't even talked about yet. At the top of the episode, everyone receives another VHS of people that there is someone watching all of the homes in Riverdale, and they get the VHS tape in the morning, but they're re- this time they were recording even closer. So they're scared. And then the Jughead's over- over talks narration was just like, yeah, Riverdale had to dust off the old VHS players. It was like, give me a fucking break. Everyone in Riverdale still has their VHS <laughs> players out and handy. <laughs> so this has to have something to do with the Baxter Brothers book. Yeah, because they keep, they had dropped that VHS tape. Somebody sent in tapes around the house a couple episodes ago, never came back to it. So this is one of those times no. that Riverdale dropped something, did come back to it. Because I wouldn't have put it past them to just have that. Now there's never bring it up. of your house never brought up again. Isn't that weird? So, da, 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 at da, least bah. they brought that back up. But, but uh, yeah, man, I'm so invigorated now that you think that you've put forward this Miss Burble theory that it's the beginning of a Jughead story. Because 
like I said, I felt so I felt self-conscious because I have been calling for therapy. And then to see therapy uh, really do that, do, you know, jack shit for them. I was like, well, maybe they maybe, you know, they don't need therapy because we don't want them to solve their mental health issues we want them to keep doing crazy shit yeah so that we can have fun and talk about it because also i noticed i hadn't seen this episode until right before we recorded this and i noticed that no one had hit me up with new theories Mm -hmm. or anything and i was like man this is probably a boring fucking Uh episode and i was Uh right unless this is a whole new thing and then that's also kind of fun because you have to notice that betty cooper's maybe brother is not around and that whole thing with chick so i wonder how they're going to interweave the outside plot lines that there are many of oh my god we have to talk about veronica that's the thing there's so many threads there's so many of them and how that they're all going to come together. Long story short with Archie, he's moving out of his house and moving into the community center that he runs because he's 18 apparently. And um, <laughs> he doesn't want to put his mom in danger anymore, which that is it's like they know where you live, Archie. I know you that didn't was so kill these people. They know where uh, you live. I don't want you to be in danger. So I'm going to move out. It's probably like half a mile away and they all saw you and they know you're my mom man have you ever seen a superhero story you don't have to live with someone in order for your enemies to target them no they find everyone everyone that you've ever loved they find it can harm i know these things yeah yeah no archie bit off more than he could chew as usual because he's all as... i have a hero complex and then he's like oh i can't let anything happen to my family man have you ever never seen spider-man of course something's gonna happen to your family of course it is even i know that we're not superhero people and we know that yeah yeah. Drive me crazy. And who else drives me crazy? Veronica Luna, which again, I completely forgot that she had changed her last name to Luna. And then until she referred to herself as Veronica Luna. So Veronica gets into Harvard. She's very excited. Who else got into Harvard? Molly? Daddy. <laughs> Daddy got into Harvard. Daddy. And so Daddy had sent the Dean of Admissions rum to get her into Harvard. Harvard. It was just one bottle of rum. That's it. Yeah. And also, I love that the date of admissions was just like, yeah, I totally got bribed. Uh, congratulations on your father bribing me. On the phone. Oh, my God. On the phone. Molly. Yeah. Just just said it. No, I guess if she's going to end up going to Yale, that it doesn't matter. I thought they were going to use that against them because it's like. Who, number one, what dean of admissions calls a high schooler to be like, you got it. Yeah, I guess a dean of admissions who uh, uh, gets bribed by one single bottle of rum and then says it on the phone. It's great because there was just that very fun, real celebrity college admissions scandal. Um, So. Which is fun. (laughs) Do it on the phone, you know. Don't put it in an email, I guess. So how... I guess, yeah, but it's like, how is Veronica going to get back at Daddy? <laughs> She's not going to Harvard. Oh, what? No, Veronica, you have to go to Harvard. Go get <laughs> I hate this storyline. So she's not going to Harvard because she wants to hurt her daddy, and she's going to go to Yale, and apparently Yale, I guess that's what, they hate each also, other? Also, is, is Veronica really a fucking student? She runs... 
uh, 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 speakeasy for teens and adults alike. And I'm not saying that you can't be very smart and like, uh, you know, run a bar at the age of 17. But but literally when she's just to <laughs> spread thin, when she's do any thin. of them ever do any work? They don't because she has two jobs. She runs a speakeasy weirdly for grown-ups that I don't know why grown-ups attend the speakeasy for children but that's we've talked about that and then she also works you at know, pops you know. and apparently can cook in the kitchen based on that damn Halloween episode where she was like oh I'll make a burger because all the cooks are gone and we're supposed to she's the thing about Veronica and I'm sorry but she doesn't really seem like she's good at anything yet part of her character is that no. she's good at everything and she's like oh I'm gonna go to business I have this whole path laid out for me to be a business person. What? When? I, I, I have no idea. I mean, I guess technically she is starting businesses. I will give her that. And now apparently, which they dropped at the end of this segment, is that she is going to... St- I'm, like, I'm upset even just saying it. She's going to start a rum business to go against daddy's rum business even though this is the first time we've heard about the rum business in the in the fourth season but apparently he's always been the king of rum and how dare we fucking <laughs> not know that and to the extent that he put his fancy first bottle of rum in a lockbox of sorts in his office and what does veronica do to get back at drink daddy? the entire thing Drinks. in one sitting she drinks it oh my god she's so but is she bad or should she be dead she doesn't even seem drunk she drank the entire bottle of rum she should be dead you can't drink a whole bottle of rum i drank a (laughs) bottle of tequila with two best friends over the course of like three hours one time in college and i still remember it because it's not to be done you should not finish a whole bottle of hard no. alcohol, even with several other people, much less by yourself sitting in your dad's office, promising you'll never have daddy issues again, and then declaring war on him. No, because you punish and said that she was going to kill him. I did really like when Miss Burbles said to her, though, that you and your father are obsessed yeah. with each other. I loved it when she's like, what do you mean? I have daddy issues. She's like, no, 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 no. It's far <laughs> past daddy Yeah, that's issues. true. They are obsessed with each other. And it's true that someone needs to tell Veronica that her relationship with her father doesn't make any sense because she's always, like, in that scene, in Veronica's session, she was like, I don't love my dad. He did. And then she lists all the things. Again, too self-conscious of Riverdale. But one of the things is he tried to kill my boyfriend. And then she's like, yeah, I, I, I don't have a weird relationship with my father, even though she's still cool with him. And she keeps coming back to him, even though he tried to kill her boyfriend. It's just, it, it's hard. So well, don't worry, guys. She is going to, I, I mean, I bet. Hermosa's going to come back. Hermosa, the sister in Miami, who definitely, I think, is having sex with her father. But, of course, I get it, because what would you? It's Hiram Lodge. <laughs> and um, now she's going to create her own rum business. And I'm going to guess she's going to run rum out of the speakeasy. But I'm pretty sure that Hiram's rum is also sold at this Well, speakeasy. that's actually a pretty good setup, though, having, like, a rum off. <laughs> rum off. I mean... I, I will watch all of them get liquored up and have a kiss off too. If we're gonna do rum a rum kiss, kiss off. off, I'm definitely in. <laughs> rum kiss off. 
And that yeah. brings us to Jughead, little little sexy Jughead, who um, ends up going to the therapist at Riverdale High School because um, why was he sent to the because uh, because he w- couldn't get a letter of recommendation. He's getting his transcript from. He's getting his transcript yes, because, the, because yes. he's applying to colleges, even though everyone's already getting their decisions back. So kind of a little bit late, Jughead. But he's applying to colleges. He's trying to get recommendations. The guy who murdered his grandfather probably uh, said, I'm not going to write you a recommendation. The author, the, the you know, quote unquote, original author of the Baxter Brothers. He says, maybe you should uh, go get your transcript, I guess, from... Riverdale? I don't even remember. He said, he said go get it from Riverdale. And uh, Jughead yes. was like, okay. And then while he was waiting for his transcript, the guidance counselor, who just has an abundance of time, was like, oh, I'll just, I'll just sit with you and chat with you. And meanwhile... This, this child that is not a student at the school that I now apparently not work at. <laughs> and... Man, that guidance counselor must be overworked because there's got to be a lot of, like, residual trauma from all of the students at Riverdale. There's been various serial killers wandering those halls. There's been dead bodies found in the schools. I mean, she really, they should probably have gotten a guidance counselor earlier. For sure. And in fact, I believe that it was Alice Cooper, or no, it was Jughead that was like, oh, you must be overworked and underpaid, huh? She's like, yes, I a thousand percent am. So Mrs. Burble says that Jughead has a persecution complex and tells him to concentrate on his writing rather than chasing down wild conspiracy theories, which, fair. I will, you know what? She's not wrong. Yeah. Because he... Yeah, she's not wrong. He does have a persecution complex. He hasn't applied to any colleges, which that's fine. If he doesn't want to go to college, he doesn't want to go to college. But um, so now he's going to really work on his studies. But again, this puts him off of the beat of investigating into anything any further, which also makes sense. It's like, let's get Jughead to live in La La Land to set up the fact that his friends are are being set up to kill him. Yeah. I am... And now he appreciates his father. Right. So he leaves the session, and it's like, oh, my poor dad. I keep talking about my grandfather, but, like, my grandfather was, like, a bad dad, and so my dad must be so sad. I am not playing three-dimensional chess with Jughead's storyline. I don't know how we get from here to there. I don't know, but then in the end, it comes to the fla- another flash-forward, with Archie and Betty and Veronica standing in the police lineup, and mm-hmm. Brett and what's her name, fucking dumb, dumpy. Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> called her dumb, dumpy. So stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's her name? Donna. 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 <laughs> And uh, dumb, dumpy Donna tells FP that those three are definitely ones that killed Jughead. And uh, there's no way Jughead's going to die, obviously. And I I think that it's going to be Brett and Donna in it that kill him. But I wonder if that means that after all is said and done and he writes this book and then they are going to look into Brett and Donna to see if like whatever they have done in the past and then eventually they are going to go to jail for 
probably convincing their teacher, Mr. Chipping, to jump out of a window. But if we see, if what we're seeing at the end of the flashbacks are Jughead's fictional story, then that would, like, Jughead is writing a story that's like, look at these guys. They're the real killers, even though in the story they're implicating his friends and they i guess it's like but maybe they end up being even more evil in real life is what i'm saying uh-huh. and so then at, when in the book it is eventually pinned on them uh-huh. that is when people look into the two of them uh-huh. and they're like oh wait uh-huh. you guys are part of the quill and skull uh-huh. side and you kill people mm. right <laughs> Makes perfect I sense. Think, honestly, I can't even believe we talked this long about this not very good episode. I know, I know. Please don't make me take a quiz on this episode or anything we've said in this episode of Riverdale Roundup Never. because it's just barely staying in my brain. Uh, yeah, and I apologize. You know what? I'm sorry to all of us for having to watch it. <laughs> I think that everyone in it did a very good job, but you know what? I am excited to see where this goes. And like in seasons in the past, you do have to have an episode every once in a while that is a sets them up so we can knock them down yeah, yeah. with absolute bullshit. Right. So, so if I'm, if you're right and this is a setup, whatever. yeah, then that's really good. Then we needed that. Right? Yeah. I think we needed some a chill. We needed a chill episode and we got it. Yeah. So we I don't know what the next episode is going to be, but it better make Give me shock and awe. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It better give me shock and awe. <laughs> and yes, both Molly and I used antiquated phrases this episode. I did say stick it in your pipe and smoke it. And you did said that you would eat your hat <laughs> if you were wrong. And I think that that means, I, I don't know what it means. Maybe we've been watching too many musicals. I have been listening to company a lot <laughs> because of a marriage story. So I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I haven't watched marriage story yet. I know that's it for, that's for original page seven, but I can't wait. It's pretty, it's yeah. Well, Oh, Oh, we'll do this. <laughs> I love you very much, Molly. And thank you very much for talking to me about this episode. Today. I love you too, Jackie. And I hope that you're right. I hope that what you wrote, if you didn't, if you're not right, you should be in the Riverdale writers' room. If I'm not right, someone get me a job. I want in. I don't know how. I do, I, I have no experience. <laughs> but man, I would be great at it. But I think this is also another one of those things when everyone says like, "I'd be really good at it," but you don't realize how hard. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think that's true. That's fine. I know it's a very hard yes, job. I'm aware. That's of that. true. All love to TV writers. Uh, they should always. They go through a yes, lot. They go through a lot. They have a great union, and they should have lots and lots of money and healthcare benefits. But also. Make us do it. Make us do it. At least just give us, like, sub us in for a day out of the week, and then I think it'll be fine. Just for ideas. We're idea men. That's all. (laughs) We are the idea men. We love you guys so much, and we will be back next week. And uh, I'm excited, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 